0: The CNBC app, global market news in one place. Customizable sections and personalized alerts. Stocks tracking, interactive charts and market insights, all in your hands. Stay connected, stay informed. Download the CNBC app today. A very warm welcome, everybody. This is Box. Let's get into your headlines this hour. The Dow and the S&P break a seven-day winning streak as concern over deadlocked stimulus talks outweighs optimism over a vaccine after Russia grants approval for its Sputnik V drug. We're going to speak to Russia's sovereign wealth fund later on in the programme. White House Republicans and top Democrats are blaming each other for the impasse over a multi-trillion dollar rescue plan as markets remain on edge presidential candidate joe biden chooses kamala harris as his running mate making her the first black woman to be nominated as a vice presidential candidate and president trump is quickly on the offensive
1: one of the reasons that surprised me she was very she was probably nastier than even pocahontas to joe biden she was very disrespectful to joe biden
0: And Tesla shares accelerate in extended trade after the electric car maker announces a 5 for 1 stock split in a bid to make shares more widely accessible. love him or loathe him, President Trump certainly has a way with words. Pocahontas, I think he may mean Elizabeth Warren there. Let's have a quick look at the uh, the markets then. What an extraordinary session it was yesterday. Uh, we had early doors, that breaking news about a, a Russian vaccine, and then immediately we saw a jump in all indices. And by the time we got to the end of the trading session and the dust had begun to settle, what we ultimately saw once the fog of the war had cleared was we were in negative territory across the board here. Let me just uh, point out a few uh, facts around this. The uh, seven-day winning streak that Both of these indices uh, enjoyed have now been broken. And effectively, with the Nasdaq closing down near 1.7% here, that is the Nasdaq and the NDX longest losing streak since March. So it gives you a sense to what degree we've seen now a flip in sentiment around uh, some of these uh, growth Drivers, these technology stocks that we're so used to pushing the markets higher here. Um, The Dow session in in particular, um, I think it's just worth um, focusing on this uh, for a moment here. Um, The Dow, uh, one of the key indices that's really uh, struggled uh, to uh, make back its all time high here. And as you can see across the session, ultimately we were down not a huge amount, but it was In the swing, quite a big points move to take us down over 104 points in the session to the close. The reason that's being cited, of course, the deadlock around the stimulus. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell playing down hopes now for renewed talks over this massive relief package, saying White House officials and congressional Democrats have not spoken to each other since negotiations broke down on Friday. McConnell accusing Democrats of not acting quickly to provide support for Americans.
1: Families are suffering. Americans are dying.
0: This is not a Washington game. It's a national crisis. It would serve the nation better if the democratic leaders would act like it's a crisis. Meanwhile, Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer claimed Republicans had refused to compromise over the size of the stimulus plan.
1: Democrats offered to come down by a trillion. We asked our counterparts, Secretary Mnuchin, Mr. Meadows, to come up by a trillion, meet us in the middle. They said no.
0: Mm. And of course, that um, uh, ill will that we're now seeing from both sides of the aisle effectively driving uh, the US session lower. And as we look at the Asian Open, um, pretty much a similar story as far as the Asian markets are concerned, just struggling a little bit to find some direction. And we haven't really seen any particularly good news around the corporate side, the Cathay Pacific, uh, with some news out in the Hong Kong session, which did little really to uh, improve uh, sentiment for that particular market. Uh, one of the few stocks that uh, seems to be doing uh, better uh, ultimately day by day is uh, Jimmy Lai's business. And we know why that is, don't we, that a lot of small retail investors are effectively bidding up the stock as a way of sending a message to Beijing about the arrest of Jimmy Lai, the Nikkei, uh, the only market really that is showing uh, the rest, a clean pair of heels in the session. So what does the pullback in risk around equities actually mean for some of those other asset classes that have been more defensive? Well let's have a look at the uh, treasuries and you'd look at the treasury curve and you think, well okay, people might switch out of equity, they'll buy some Treasuries. It's the obvious uh, trade to do here. But in reality, we also saw the yield uh, in the US uh, rising. Uh, look at the 10-year uh, now. We're, we're now back at spot 65 here. And ultimately, we saw a little bit of a steepening in the yield curve, which would imply that people think maybe uh, the economic uh, growth is going to be stronger. We did get some PPI numbers out of the the, the states yesterday, uh, producer prices, uh, which were, I think, uh, the fastest in growth terms in one and a half years. But still, no real threat from inflation. But maybe the curve, just taking a little bit of note of that. And also, we've got some fresh Treasury supply and maybe the market, just wanting to get a little bit ahead of the Treasury auction to to push yields up a little bit. Gold. Gold has been a safe place to run to, hasn't it, with the recent momentum we've seen in the gold price. But to be quite honest, yesterday it it looked a little bit as though the recent run had seen the the wheels fall off. Uh, We are spot gold down 1.76% at the moment. Deutsche Bank made a very interesting point about this, and I'm going to read the story about the Russian vaccine in just a moment. But is it worth just looking at what happened with gold in connection with the Russian vaccine announcement and saying, okay, if the Russian vaccine is not the be-all and end-all in terms of the right vaccine uh, for the West to use, because there are some safety concerns about how quickly it got approval, then uh, maybe what we should look at gold as is a trial run for ultimately a dry run for ultimately when we do get a fully sanctioned and signed up in the West vaccine. Does that mean that gold just had a a mini dry run coming lower and ultimately we're going to see gold fall a lot further here once we get confirmation that a vaccine uh, is authorised and ready to go in the United States in Western Europe? It's, It's an interesting idea and probably one just worth hanging on to If you have been putting money into gold in the belief that it can only climb ever higher on continued money printing and the notion that we will ultimately get uh, inflation or possibly we may get none of those things. We may get a very bad depression, but ultimately gold will be your safety. Whatever reason you were buying gold, it's going down at the moment. Just keep an eye on where that goes because it's dragging silver, platinum, and palladium with it. The vaccine. Russia has given regulatory approval to a coronavirus vaccine, uh, becoming the first country to greenlight a drug to prevent the virus for uh, uh, civilian use. To uh, sorry to uh, bring a. Vaccine for civilian use. Officials say mass production of the medicine will begin in coming weeks following only two months of human trials and before the start of phase three testing in thousands of participants the vaccine which was developed in moscow and funded by russia's sovereign wealth fund will be called sputnik 5 um, and i'm just going to stay over at this wall because i think it gives you a good sense of the initial reaction we've seen from the scientific community in the west several western scientists have voiced their concerns over the vaccine with white house coronavirus advisor anthony fauci saying he quote seriously doubts Russia has proven the drug is safe and effective. Johns Hopkins vaccine expert Daniel Salmon also told the New York Times that the move is, quote, really scary, really risky. President uh, President, uh, Putin, though, uh, who first revealed the news during a televised government meeting, claimed the drug is a safe and effective treatment. I know it's proven efficient and forms a stable immunity and I'd like to repeat that it's passed all the necessary tests. One of my daughters has been vaccinated. She's taken part in the experiment. After the first shot of the vaccine, she had a temperature of 38 degrees Celsius. On the following day, it was just over 37 degrees. After the second shot, the temperature went up slightly and then it was all over. She's feeling well and has a high number of antibodies. The Russian president. Well, coming up on the programme, we will speak yet again with RDIF CEO Kirill Dmitriev. The RDIF has been a key financier of the development of this vaccine. It is a first-on interview at 9:45 Central European Time. Danny Altman is Professor of Immunology at Imperial College London. Uh, Danny, what do you think? Uh, is this vaccine safe?
1: I think we've got no way of knowing. Surely your introductory piece covered all the key points, didn't it? Um, words like safe and effective and passed all the necessary tests and hasn't been through phase three testing are kind of incompatible clauses to have in the same sentence, aren't they? Because the phase three test is where you establish in thousands of people whether something is safe and effective. This seems to have been through one of the smallest of all of the phase two tests um, of all of the dozens of vaccines being talked about around the world. So we've actually got no clue at the moment whether it's safe or protective.
0: Could you go into the science for us a little bit? Let's take advantage of uh, of your background here. Uh, from what we've seen so far, how have they produced this vaccine?
1: Okay, so so well, the first thing I'd say about that is that. Um you know, when we talk about 150, 160 vaccines around the world, I think it's been a great coming together of the global biomedical research community in the internet age to publish and share their expertise and their knowledge and their data in real time very openly. Um, The Russian Vaccine Act Um, efforts been a bit of an exception to that. There's almost no data anywhere online in any peer-reviewed publication, which is very, very unusual for a vaccine product coming into use. I've I've never come across that before. Um, So what this seems to be, if you look up the few documents that there are around, is um, what's called an adenovirus construct. So that means that you've dropped the antigen from SARS-CoV-2 virus into a common cold virus and given that to people. So that's one of the more common platforms that's being used by lots of producers around the world. But whereas other people have published their pilot data on it, um, this effort, as far as I can see, has published no data and simply talk in very generic terms about things like strong antibodies. But, you know, that would be the prerequisite for any of the most basic studies.
0: Um, this data sharing that, that you talked about, I presume, I'm I'm no expert in this, but I presume that also helps very quickly to uh, allow uh, a lot of scientists around the world to detect side effects quickly.
1: It's, it's massive. So, you know, if, if you could see um, the full glory of my desk, you'd see several, um, several hundred, if not thousands, of papers comparing and contrasting the minutiae of trials and lab lab studies in all of these different vaccines. And the devil really is in the detail. And if you haven't done the phase three trial, how do you know if there's any adverse events? That's where they come up.
0: Using this uh, particular adenovirus uh, vector, I mean, it just seems to be one of many different um, techniques that are being applied at the moment to You know, various trials. Um, Is there in your understanding of the science any reason to believe this is any better than any of the other approaches?
1: Um, Well, you know, it it would take quite a nuanced discussion, but I'm slightly less keen on some of the kind of old school adenovirus approaches than on some of the others, because lots of us already have antibodies to these common cold viruses. So we might wipe out the vaccine before it had a chance to do its work. So it's one of the approaches that's a bit old school that I'm perhaps slightly less keen on.
0: Um, the, if I just move the conversation on just a little bit here about where we are in terms of the uh, progress for other trials, setting aside what's happening with uh, the Russians at this stage, how optimistic or otherwise should we be about developments into year end? How quickly can we have something in the West that has perhaps um, uh, crossed a higher bar of authenticity?
1: Yeah, I think higher bar is a good word because the bar is high And it's absolute. We all know what, um, you know, an FDA or an MHRA regulatory body needs to approve a vaccine. And that, as I said, is several thousand people were given a vaccine compared to a placebo arm, perhaps in a part of the world where there's a high rate of infection like Brazil, showing really effective protection from symptomatic disease and few or no adverse events. So if you can imagine, that's very much the kind of luck of the draw. When could one manage to achieve that data set um in my mind um if people are very efficient and get very lucky they might achieve that by the end of the year ready for production and roll out next year or it might take a bit longer than that
0: yeah. uh, are there any of the the named studies at the moment that you you think look particularly promising
1: well you know i i, th- I think there are, you know, as I said, probably half a dozen doing absolutely all of the right stuff, um, including the, the Moderna American mRNA vaccine and the Jenner Institute Oxford um, Chadox va- vaccine that look like the real business and like they're taking all the right steps um, to get a, a safe, effective product. How effective is very hard to say at this stage.
0: So uh, I gather then from what you've said here that you think it would be unwise for any other countries at this stage to take large scale deliveries of uh, the Russian formula.
1: Well, you'd be taking a kind of um, random punt on, on a completely untested vaccine. And let it's me ask not, you, not wise,
0: perhaps. OK, uh, and let me ask you just finally, we we see a lot of studies done, um, a lot of polls into how many people would be willing to take a vaccine at this stage. And uh, the numbers, I don't know how you feel about them, but they always come in surprisingly low, uh, in my opinion. Um, do we have a problem with the public attitude towards vaccination?
1: I think we have an enormous problem, and I think we need a lot of... Um Communication about it, you know, we we could talk for hours about this, but you know, the world is facing and has faced an absolute debacle in terms of lost lives, lost jobs, lost economies, and um, this is a really difficult, lethal virus. And vaccination is our only route out of this nightmare. Um, If forty or fifty percent of people refuse the vaccine, they've they've broken off our escape route
0: to have you with us professor thanks for helping us understand uh, what progress is being made so far Danny Altman professor of immunology at Imperial College London President Trump says the U.S. government will buy 100 million doses of Moderna's experimental coronavirus vaccine in a one and a half billion dollar deal. The treatment is still in late stage human trials, with the drug maker expecting results as early as October. Uh, the president says the move is part of uh, a number of investments Washington has made into potential vaccines. I'm pleased to announce that we have
1: reached an agreement with Moderna to manufacture and deliver 100 million doses of their coronavirus vaccine candidate. The federal government will own these vaccine doses. We're buying them. Recently, we also secured partnerships with Johnson & Johnson, as well as Sanofi and GSX to support the large-scale manufacturing of their vaccines, doing very well in those vaccines tremendous promise in every single one of them and we have many of them and they're years ahead of schedule this would have been if it were in the previous administration or any of the previous administrations where we are now would have taken years president trump there still to come
0: on the program this morning the prospect of a u.s ban looms over the chinese gaming company tencent as the tech giant reports earnings later today we will take you to hong kong Uh, for a look at what's expected. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, daily infections and deaths in the US saw the biggest rise in four days. This, as states, recounted their figures following backlogs from last week. California reported a daily rise of 12,500 new cases. Texas became the third state to top half a million infections with a rise of 9,000 in one day. In Mexico, daily cases jumped by nearly 7,000. Australia saw its deadliest day since the start of the pandemic, with the state of Victoria recording 21 deaths. As authorities said, the impact of strict lockdowns imposed last week have yet to show up in the data. New Zealand has reported another four probable coronavirus cases after confirming its first infections in over 100 days. Uh, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has ordered Auckland to return to lockdown and increased restrictions across the rest of the country – while the authorities try to track the source of the outbreak. Officials are investigating if the virus entered the country through freight, while Ardern ruled out any clear link to returning citizens. At this stage, we have not yet been able to determine the source of these cases. There is no immediate link that we have found as yet to a managed isolation facility that we are aware of, And there is no yet known connection to any high-risk individuals such as those who work at our border. Therefore, we need to take a much more precautionary approach until we can find the source of this case and make sure that we reduce the risk of wider spread. Any Trump government ban on TikTok may see the popular Chinese social media platform dropped from app stores, while advertising on the platform could be illegal. That according to White House documents seen by Reuters. Last week, President Trump signed an order banning U.S. companies from doing business with TikTok unless its parent, ByteDance, divests its U.S. assets within 45 days due to personal data concerns. Tencent reports its second quarter earnings today. Investors anticipate strong numbers but the focus will be on how the Chinese tech company addresses the potential of a US ban on its popular messaging service WeChat. Let's get out to Emily in Hong Kong for a preview. Morning Emily.
2: Uh, Hi there, Jeff. And uh, we're looking at the 10 cent shares with the uh, results set to come out after the Hong Kong market closes. Uh, So, estimate around uh, three hours from now. uh, The market closes up about uh, 4:15 Hong Kong time. 10 cent shares are sitting up today, uh, but uh, pretty much. uh, reversing earlier the losses that we had seen in the morning session uh, where the market was a uh, traded down uh, 10 cent q2 results coming out a little bit later and as Jeff already indicated needing to address and respond to the concerns about the US ban on WeChat transactions in the United States and that will go into effect from September, uh, if This is our, Asia's largest gaming and social media company. Uh, what we do know is they have something like 1.2 billion users worldwide of WeChat, and between 20 and 25 percent of those coming from the United States. Uh, based on uh, some forecasts coming through from Refinitiv, Q2 profits to rise 14 percent on year, and revenues expected to rise 27 percent to $16.2 billion. This is Asia's largest gaming and social media company. Company And again, uh, 10 cent shares in focus today as we wait for the results. Uh, prior to that announcement of the ban by President Trump last week, the shares were trading at $555 and have come down 8% since then. We're looking at $513 and change. Another big mover today on the back of the earnings, that we got Cathay Pacific, Hong Kong's flagship carrier, out with numbers. And this was well-flagged. It was a record loss for the airline, $1.2 billion in the red. But look at the stock today up 12.2 percent though it is hovering near the intraday high of $5.96 uh, the company reporting a loss of $1.2 billion this is on revenues of three and a half million uh, they said that this is the first half has been the most challenging ever that Cathay Pacific has faced and uh, that they do not expect to see any meaningful recovery in the passenger business for some time to come uh, so Cathay Pacific shares really taking off today up 12% on the back of the report card and as we wait for